one of our absolute best members of the black and gold and one of my personal favorites. Am I allowed to say that? Can I, I say that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> with Pat Fryermuth, who is largely here because my son started crying in front of Jalen Warren last week because <laughs> he was so disappointed it wasn't Pat Fryermuth. Yes, I had to come for the kid. I, right? Like, <laughs> does, does that just like, is that a guilt trip of like the nth degree? Yeah. Yeah, if you say like, it wasn't oh, for yeah. you. It was, <laughs> it was for Nico. It was for my son. Okay, before we get into anything though, Pat. Yes. Can you tell everybody how you're feeling? Feeling good. Knees all good. Just a little scare. A little month of rehab, I'll be good. So it was a little scary. It was a little scary. <laughs> and there we have somebody who doesn't really care about your knee, quite frankly. No. But that's what happens when you do a show at a live restaurant right now. Exactly. Look, everybody else, all the grown-ups are quietly listening. <laughs> and some, you know, but this kid was born in Cleveland. So that's what happens when that's you're born happen in Cleveland. Yeah, I happens when you're born in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's a pop when you're on the field. Yes. You're nervous. Yes. And then how long did it take to find out that it wasn't really anything? Um, so I tested my ACL on the field and it wasn't that. Um, and then I went to the hospital right from the stadium and got an uh, MRI and uh, they said it was grade two MCL. And the whole time I was like, I cannot get surgery. Like this is going to ruin my off season. And uh, I'm happy that I don't need surgery and just okay. got to do a little month of rehab. I'm good. Well, that's not so bad. Nah. And what, and is the plan to leave town? Do you go home yeah, right away? I'm going to go home tomorrow and start rehab back at my, my gym and stuff. Um, on Thursday. So I feel like that's a real statement that we should share on who Pat Fryermuth is. You actually got let loose earlier than expected, and you could have left today, but you yes. kept your commitment to us. How to keep the commitment? My fave. Come oh, on. <laughs> Pat, that's the best. That's the best when you can say that. Um, okay, so I know we're going to talk about a lot of non-football stuff, like mm -hmm. why you possibly grill hot dogs is still <laughs> in the package. I still don't understand this one. But before we get to that. You finished the season really hot, mm -hmm. playing significantly better. Mm -hmm. So is there a good feeling right now? Like now that you're two days removed, or mm -hmm. are you still kind of pissed off? Yeah, obviously, you know, the goal is every single season to win a Super Bowl and make the playoffs, um, have a chance to compete for that. But, um, you know, we obviously didn't do enough in the beginning of the year um, to make that goal obtainable. But, uh, you know, ending the season on a four-game win streak and, uh, winning what seven of our last eight, nine or something like that um you know it feels good and, and, and we're a young offense and a young team at key positions and uh very confident and excited for the future moving forward okay we have a lot of questions about the future but before we get <laughs> to that why do you grill hot dogs still in the packaging you know see before I'm anybody who's listening who may not know <laughs> Pat does a show with his buddy Zach Gentry, who yeah. was here and made the worst pizza of any Steeler that was here every week. We've had 16 shows. Yeah. I think the only person who didn't make a pizza was Mel Blunt because, you know, yeah. he's Mel Blunt. Yeah. He's he ate the pizza. Yeah. Yeah. And he was great, right? Everybody who was here for Mel Blunt knows he was great. But the worst pizza was Zach's. And he's doing a cooking segment with you. Yeah, that's why we don't cook the hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, but truthfully, I don't. I don't really know why we don't take them out of the pack. We actually did take one out of the pack, but they cut it. I don't know why. Uh, Mason Coles. And we took one out of the pack because he said he liked his hot dogs raw, so we gave him one. But they cut it out, which is kind of lame. But Mason was one of my guests, too. Mason Cole, really? Mm -hmm. I really Honestly, enjoyed him. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's he is a, good a really good, good dude. dude. But offense, I always like offensive linemen. Yeah, because they're, they're gritty. And smart. Smart. They are the smartest guys on the team, right? <laughs> yeah. You see? Probably, I would say, I would argue Mason is because he's the center, so he has to do 
you know, the IDs and tell everyone where to go. So I, I would say he's the smartest. And make the checks. And if he has to, like, reset the protections. Exactly. He's the guy that has he's to do it. Guy. Okay. So you, is he your favorite offensive lineman? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite, but, uh, you know, him and Who's Duke. the funniest? Like, if you were stuck for, I don't know, two hours on the side of a road, who could you stand the, the most? Uh, oh, probably Kendrick Green. Really? He's funny. He's funny, dude. His laugh is the most contagious laugh that I've ever been around. It's okay. funny. He's a, he's a funny who, dude. Who's the one you definitely don't want to get stuck with? <laughs> James Daniels. <laughs> because? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to offend anyone here, but, like, he is a cat person, <laughs> and I am a dog guy. So, like. So that kind of says everything. Exactly. <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's understandable. If you played defense, what position would you play? Would I play? Uh, I don't know. I kind of like safety, like in the box. Not think I can have a middle field, but I'll take Rose role. Oh, you don't want to play center field? No, no. That's, that's, that's all Minka. <laughs> See, and that's why I'd want to play safety. Is that who you Percent. voted for? Yeah, because you're like the last line of defense. You get to see yeah. the whole entire field. But also, if you're the last line of defense, like, say Nick Chubb's running at you, and it's just you and him, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> well, you wouldn't, but Minka clearly has no problem Pro- oh, with that. Probably, yeah. That's all him. <laughs> Who's one offensive player in the AFC North that you were so glad you don't face on defense? Nick Chubb is one. Nick Chubb. Is there another? Uh, like, I just don't want to tackle this guy. Probably not. Uh, Najee, probably. Or, you know who? J.K. Dahlman is He's he's pretty impressive in person. I know he's coming back from his ACL, and the second time we played him, even the first time, he was killing us. He looked good. He, t- you know what? He looked good the other night. He's like yeah. definitely coming on a little bit more. Yeah. There are great backs, great, great, great running backs in this uh, division. Yeah, Joe Mixon, uh, he's pretty good. Um, not a big fan of the Bengals, but I think they have some good talent. Um, you have a feeling on the Bengals Ravens game? Uh, I think the Bengals, but I don't know. I like the Ravens. I, I like the Ravens more than I like the Bengals. As human beings? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you want to expound on that, or would you rather not? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> See, I'm the, this is why I'm your favorite, because I don't press you on exactly. anything like that. But that's not the point exactly. of this show. <laughs> so let's do just a little bit more football. When you think about the second half of the season, mm-hmm. It's easy for people outside to say, okay, well, the line was playing better. Oh, mm-hmm. Najee was healthier. Mm-hmm. Oh, the run game was better. What did you inside feel? Like, what to you felt was going better? Um, I just felt everyone was clicking on the same page. Um, I think after the bye week, um, it was a good time in the season to go home and, um, you know, kind of reflect. And, um, you know, maybe people weren't as bought in as they were beginning. Um, that just kind of go home and reset and kind of evaluate how the individual was playing. Um, and obviously – you know, when we run the ball effectively, that sets up a lot more, you know, play action stuff and, and shots on the field. And I think we were more explosive. So, um, yeah, I probably think that by more people bought in. It's still a little bit crazy to me that your longest play this year was what thirty-one yards to George. Longest Lincoln? touchdown, yes. Yeah, largest touchdown. Yeah, play. that was. Uh, like, isn't that just a little bit insane? Yeah, we gotta fi- we gotta fix that <laughs> for sure. For um, sure. You know. You're talking about going home and, like, kind of resetting. Mm-hmm. This year, Doug Peterson was sitting at 2-6 and six mm-hmm. with a team that totally had PTSD after last year, mm-hmm. very young, didn't know how mm-hmm. to win. And he rallies them to win their division, get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Dan Campbell had a team that was 1-5, mm-hmm. also very young, didn't know how to win. Mm-hmm. And look at what they did on Sunday night. Yeah. Did you watch? Yeah, that was, cool. that was a good game. You were rooting for the Lions, weren't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and Mike Tomlin. Sitting in two and six, mm-hmm. 
seemingly in offensive disarray, mm -hmm. missing the best defensive player. Yep. And rally. When you think about what's similar, I mean, I can tell you what I think is similar, yeah. but you tell me, what's the magic in that? Honestly, truthfully, I think, um, you know, it, it goes back to him, like, having full trust in the locker room. And I can kind of see similarities between Tomlin and, and Dan Campbell um, because, you know, they have they, – they never change if things are going bad. You know, Dan Campbell and Pressers and same with Coach T, like, they never change up their narrative or, you know, what they believe in. And, you know, it was a slow start for both teams, but I think, you know, when you have the trust of the locker room and you have the full trust of, as your head coach that he's not going to switch up regardless of how things go, then when things start going right, then it just it just backs that narrative up more. I mean, that's exactly what you would say about Doug Peterson. He's oh, the yeah, same yeah. guy yeah. every week. Yep. I mean, Josh Allen, as my son calls him, the other Josh Allen, <laughs> said that at 2-6, and six, the head coach isn't attacking anybody. Exactly. He's not yelling. He's not, you know, he's just like, just keep working. Yeah, and the worst thing, as, as a player, the worst thing is the leader of the team or so-called, you know, leader of the team is freaking out in front of you guys. And it's kind of like, okay, well, you're supposed to, we're, we're supposed to look to you as a voice of reason. Right. And, um, you know, that, that's what makes you know, the coaches that, you know, sometimes struggle in certain situations, they come out strong on the back end. But Mike Tomlin is not a robot. No. I just actually saw a clip this week. It was, I think, after Kenny threw the pick late in Miami. Mm -hmm. And he's putting his arm around Kenny, yeah. and he's like, it's okay, don't mm -hmm. worry. And I've, I mean, I've heard and seen this forever. I go yeah. back all the way to 2012, this crazy Thanksgiving Day game in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And Shane Swisham missed a kick. And he was like, it's all right, Shane. I'm coming back to you. I'm coming back mm -hmm. to you. Emmanuel Sanders missed a two-point conversion catch. Mm -hmm. He's like, that's all righty. I'm coming back to you. I'm coming. Like, that's yeah. who he is. Yeah. And then after, was it this past week? Or was it the, I mean, was it two weeks ago or the Raiders week? He's like, Kenny, F yeah. me. <laughs> uh, it was the Ravens game. It was the Ravens game. And that's, that's the kind of guy, like, you want to play for a coach like that because, you know, you're not, you, know, you like to make every single play. But in reality, you're not. And when, you know, when the times you don't make a play, obviously you question your confidence in, in yourself. But, uh, you know, he, he, he comes right back to you, and which, is, which is awesome. Okay, so obviously he's the coach you want to play for. Yeah. If in an alternate universe Mike Tomlin decided to go be a talking head on TV or retire yeah. into the boonies, <laughs> who's another coach that – who's the coach that you think would be interesting to play for? In the whole NFL? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I – <laughs> And I, we should just say ahead of time that you grew up in Massachusetts. Yeah. You did grow up a Patriots fan, too, yeah. right? See, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't want to play for Coach Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so here's another funny story. My son is really into these football cards. Yeah. So now he's constantly asking me, Mommy, is this your friend? Mommy, is this your friend? <laughs> Mommy, is this your friend? So we're having a conversation about Bill Belichick, and he goes, Mommy, is this your friend? And I said, I don't think he's anybody's nah. friend. <laughs> yeah, I've heard some stories, uh, and I'm, I'm good with playing. Not playing for him. Okay, um, so who's someone you think you'd want to play for? I don't know. Um, I, th I I mean, Sean McDermott for the Bills. I don't know. I, I, I yeah, if I were to answer. if I were to cheer for a team other than the Steelers, I would have to be the Bills because you know they're good guys to compete against. Um, you know, they, it seems like they run things the right way organizationally, and I think um, they put their players in the best position to win. It's hard not to root for them right now. Too, oh, right? for sure. Yeah. And how about that coach Monday night? Not yesterday, but a week ago, saying, "I don't care if I have to forfeit this game. Yeah. We're not yeah. getting back I, out there." Yeah, yeah that's. I want, also, it's interesting to see how many coaches would actually do that. You know what I'm saying? But it's not only him. It's Zach Taylor yeah. saying, fine, oh, if you're sure. not playing, then we're not playing exactly. either. Like, and let somebody else figure yeah. that out. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's like awesome. it really is such a statement on both of those men. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, 
Mike Tomlin would do that, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, when I had my first concussion this year, um, and I was, I was like, I want to play. And he was like, he told me, like, absolutely not. Like, you're not playing. Have you watched the video of Mike Tomlin and Ryan Clark yeah, talking yeah, about Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what, and again, like, it just goes back to why guys want to come to Pittsburgh and play for Coach T. All right, when we come back, we may talk about other people we may or may not want to <laughs> coach for. I may not be your favorite anymore. <laughs> well, you don't have to answer, but I yeah. will have to ask. In any case, we will be back live at Minio's Pizza House in Allison Park with the wonderful Pat Fryermuth after this. Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Deech, Dot, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Peters Township. Or visit them online at SouthHillsJeep.com. Well, here's a question. Is this somebody that we know? Besides your rehab, what are plans for the off-season, Mr. Pat Fryermuth, and see you in Punta Cana? Yeah. Uh, the Steelers are some Steelers crews, fan crews. I don't know. Really? So I'm flying to Punta Cana. They're flying me out for like four days, four days five days, right? Four days, five days. Yeah, May 18th and 23rd. Okay. Now I, think, that I, I, hope that that's, I, Wait, I hope that's no, it's in March, here. No, it's March. It's March. March, yeah. <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> well, that's good. That's yes. after free agency. Yes. Uh, so, which is not your concern right now. Hopefully not. No. Do you start? Well, no, obviously. I mean, obviously, you're only in year two, so it's yeah. not time to start thinking about yeah. the next contract. Do you start paying attention to that with other people? Uh, the market, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Like when Dawson got extended and Njoku got extended. It's pretty interesting. You know, Njoku's contract is actually a little bit fake, right? I did hear that. So, okay, so your agent explains all of that to you. Like, sometimes it's reported as a big, fancy, huge number. I did hear that. But it's not actually what it is reported as. I did hear that, yes. But that's part of the dance, right? Like, agents want to look good. Like, look, I got my... It's all about the guaranteed. Exactly. I don't know how much you got guaranteed, but I'm happy for him. But you know what? I will tell you this. I just had this conversation with the father of one of your teammates. Mm -hmm. And I said that the one thing that I feel young players make the biggest mistake about is not realizing where they fit. Yes. Yes. Right? Like Mm -hmm. playing in the right offense on the right team and that when you win, Mm -hmm. everybody eats. Exactly. Right? Like if you win, there's more money in endorsements. Mm -hmm. There's more money Mm -hmm. in appearance Mm -hmm. fees. There's you'll make up, like, to go sign someplace else for $1 million more. It's not, it's, yeah. And it's not the right fit. See Le'Veon Bell before your time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was definitely a mistake right there. But I won't tell you which teammate's dad. It wasn't your dad. Yeah. Does your dad worry about that sort of thing? No, my dad worries about uh, me. He still asks me if I'm working out and stuff. I'm like, Dad, that, you don't need to worry about if I'm working out or not. <laughs> if you're working out. Yeah, like, he, he's, he was, and he always, like, he was, he was one of the dads that didn't say much, but, like, he... He played Division Two basketball, and he was he was he was pretty good. And uh, you know, he was always he'll always text me and be like, "Did you eat before the game?" Because like, I I hate eating before the games. I get nervous. So like, because he, you throw up. Can exactly. you tell everybody how you throw up? Yeah, I throw up before games, but still I'm nervous. It's nervous. It's but you still do that. Yes. This many years into playing. It's because I'm I care. <laughs> okay. All right. Keep telling yourself that that. Yes. Um, um, okay, so your dad does, but what about your mom? Isn't your mom the coach? Yeah, my mom is. Uh, She's the more, please be safe. Like, okay. love you. Please be safe. Doesn't, doesn't want to hear about everything. Just get out of the game healthy. <laughs> you know, that you have great insight. So this week, I'm on the sideline for the mm. Bills-Dolphins game. Mm. And Tua, Tunga Vailoa, yep. has obviously had several very, very scary yep. head hits this mm-hmm. year. And his family has put a lot of pressure on him not to play. Yes. So... 
knowing that piece of it or having lived that, what is that like to walk that? Like, obviously, you said that you had this conversation with Coach Tomlin where you're like, just put me in, just put me in. I can't tell you how many players I've been around that will pretend they're not heard or will not self-report because they just want to play. But when your family is telling you, how how do you manage that? And how hard is that, do you think, for Tua right now? Yeah, it's hard. Um, Obviously, you know, our job is to compete. And, you know, when the chance of competing gets taken away from us, it's hard to, like, kind of compartmentalize. Compartmentalize, yeah. Uh, (laughs) That... But uh, it, it's tough, and, uh, you know, Mickey Collins, uh, Dr. Collins, he's in Pittsburgh. He's one of the best in the world of uh, dealing with head injuries. And, uh, you know, he had multiple meetings with my parents and myself, and um, he explained everything and uh, to, to the point where I, my parents obviously felt comfortable with me making the decision and, and, and the coaches making the decision. And, uh, you know, just kind of about trusting the right people and uh, making sure you, when you go out there you feel comfortable going out there and playing because if you don't feel comfortable then it's going to be lead to other things you're in a world where there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen yes. right like your teammates yeah. say something and your yeah. um yeah. and the fans say something and the fantasy football people who have you on their <laughs> roster say something yeah. and who's like the one person this person's word is the law not just because like this is yeah. the authority but if this guy says this or this girl says it or this woman says this okay done is there anyone uh, I mean, I'll obviously say my parents, um, because, you know, but they also lean towards the extra cautious side. Um, so, you know, I obviously listen to what they say, but I would honestly say my trainer, Eric, from back home, you know, me and him have a great relationship, and, you know, he's always going to steer me right, and if he's telling me I'm being a baby, then he's going to tell me I'm being a baby. If he tells me to sit down and stop playing, then he's going to tell me that, and when I got my concussion this year, I was like, listen, I want to play, because we're playing Tom Brady, like, I'm, I want to play against Tom Brady, and uh, he was like, no, like... And when he said that, like, because it was, it meant, you know. Did you make the trip? Could you fly? It was a home game. Oh. So I did, I did meet him. It was cool. Sorry. I was, I was literally like, I was so scared to go up to talk to him. <laughs> Were you really? Because I, I, I was looking around, and I, I mean, they lost, and he obviously he's a crappy mood. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm looking around and seeing people went up to him, and then I saw someone go up to him, and he looked pretty friendly, so I was like. All right, I'm going to go up. And I shook my hand. I shook his hand. And, Did you uh, have to introduce yourself? He actually knew who I was. That was pretty cool. Because I, I was talking to Flo the whole week, Coach right. Flores. And I was like, do you think he knows who I am? Do you think he knows who I am? He's like, he, <laughs> know, he's like, he loves tight ends. He knows who you are. And I was like, I, I don't know. And he's like, he does. And so I went up to him. Like, I just want to introduce him. Pat. He said, Pat, nice to meet you, man. I know who you are. You're a hell of a tight end. I was like, cool. <laughs> I have a video on my phone. I was smiling like, like a... Wait, so you made someone take video of you walking up to him? No, 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 no. I saw it on Twitter. I swear, I didn't tell anyone to take a video, but I saw it on Twitter. Um, did you tell him that you had his poster above your bed the whole time <laughs> you were growing up? Nah, nah. But you know, but you I, did. I did, yeah. But <laughs> you know who I did talk to when we played the Patriots was McCourty? Which and one? Oh, Devin. Devin, yeah. yeah Devin, and uh, I, I told him I grew up in the area, and I was a big fan of him. And he was like, oh, we were talking about like where we grew up and all that kind of stuff. And that's cool. It is cool. Like, it is cool, like. Can I text Dev right now and tell him I'm sitting next to Pat Fryermuth who's fanboying over you? Yeah, you know, I've known him. Devin and Jason since they were 17 years old. That's pretty cool. I, he probably doesn't know who I am, but... Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure he does because he had to study film. Yeah, I don't know. I just like to... I think it's like... I don't know. I'm still like... I'm from a small town, so I think it's cool like meeting guys like Josh Allen, Joe Burr, Mark Andrews. Like, I think it's cool because like you're in college, you're in high school, seeing them play. I don't know. I'm not fanboy. But, but, but they're still sort of close in age to you. Who's, yeah. Okay, is there anybody else that you were sort of nervous to meet besides Tom Brady? 
Um, Travis Kelsey when we played the Chiefs. Really? Because my first, my rookie year, that's when I got my second concussion, so I didn't go. We didn't play the Chiefs the first time. Right. So when we played the Chiefs in the playoffs, uh, I was like, I want to meet him. Obviously, I met him after the game, and he was a great dude. And uh, I was nervous to meet talk to him. You keep naming like super, super nice people. I know, and they're like nice. Travis. No, is I know they're such nice. a like down to earth, <laughs> regular guy. Tom Brady, even his parents and his sisters, even when he was married to Giselle, like Giselle, they're all just like great people. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm not saying like I'm nervous to meet him because I don't know if they're gonna be nice to me, but I'm just saying it because like it's cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm still a little kid at heart. But that's awesome <laughs> if you can have that. Yeah. But I guess that that's why you're totally cool about going on a cruise, right? Because yeah. you can see how for kids it's yeah. that exciting. Yeah. Is that weird that these kids are so excited to meet you? You know, I didn't really understand at first. But, like, now I understand it. It's cool because, like, I was that little kid like, doing the same thing, like, looking up to these older professional athletes. And, you know, I, I hate the guys that take themselves so serious that they can't, like, step out of their own way and, or they step away their own ego and just... Like, think that you're cool with people. It's just annoying. Like, so when I was a little kid, I loved the Yankees because I grew yeah. up in New Jersey. Yeah, and I Red Sox love. Fun. Yeah, whatever. You know what's so funny? You I know what's so funny? The Yankees, the Yankees choked <laughs> in the playoffs again. <laughs> you know what's you know, so they're funny? The best team ever. I don't really love the Yankees anymore, but I yeah. still hate the Red Sox. Like Listen. the hate for the opponent lives so strongly. Absolutely. But let's just, I thought the Yankees were going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, the Super Bowl, World the World Series. Series? Yeah. Oh, the like, best team ever. You know, money only happened? takes you so far. Yeah, I don't know. In any case. They choke all the time. I loved Ricky Henderson as a kid. Yeah. And of course, like every little kid likes Don Mattingly. Yeah. And so I was that kid at Yankee Stadium being like, Mr. Mattingly, Mr. <laughs> Mattingly. And um, he never answered. And then, you know, I became a sports writer in New York and I was in a clubhouse or I was in the Yankees yeah. clubhouse all the time with Don Mattingly, who at the time was like the batting yeah. coach or an assistant coach. And I told him the story one day. I said, you know, when I was a little kid, I used to always scream for you, Mr. Mattingly, Mr. Mattingly. And he's like, oh, did I sign? And I said, no, never. <laughs> I mean, tell him the truth, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. But then Ricky Henderson. I loved Ricky Henderson when I was really little, and I met him. He was awesome. Yeah. I also was a Knicks fan, and there was this guy, Charles Oakley, that I loved, and I met him, and he was not what I expected. Like he had this like really high pitched voice. Oh, really? No, yeah, no, not like you. Okay, yeah. Even though Kenny Pickett is a pit guy, yeah. do you really hold that? Like Pitt's not really your rival, though. No, I think it's. I mean, I'll probably get hate on this on Twitter, but like I think it's so dumb that Penn State fans and Pitt fans beef over us like being friends. Like it's so weird. Like it's so. But weird. It, it's not weird to Penn State people, right? It's only Pitt people. No, it's weird to everyone. I think it's, it's me and Kenny talk about it all the time. Like, it's so weird how, like, they argue, like, oh, since I'm a Pitt fan, like, I'm going to start hating on Farmer's downfall. Like, bro, what? You're still a fan. It's so weird. Well, that, like, I would get Pitt in West Virginia. Yeah. I don't get Pitt in Penn State. It's because it's all the old, no offense, it's all the old, like, generations. Because it's like they, you know, yeah, sorry. That they feel that way. Sorry about the old book. <laughs> it's all right. If it's reality, it's reality. You know, People born before 1980, is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Before 1970? Nah, yeah. But, like, I'm just saying, like, it's just, it's just, we don't understand, like, I got a little bit of it when I played them twice, but, like, I don't know, it's just dumb to me. Were you there? When, were you at Penn State when Penn State lost at Pitt? No. Oh, I was at that You know who OC was? was. Matt Cannon was OC on that one. <laughs> oh, well, you're opening the door. No, 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 but then ask Kenny if we ever beat, if he ever beat Penn, uh, Penn State. You never did? 
Um, so tell me about what's fun about playing with Kenny. And what uh, are some ways that he's grown in the last he's more confident. Nine, ten like years. He's definitely more confident. Um, you could see in the first couple of games, obviously he was playing not to make a mistake. But like the mistakes were still happening. But then he just, you know, he, I don't know who it happened, but someone told him he was a franchise quarterback and just go play. And he stopped turning the ball over and making plays. And, uh, you know, I think he's... Okay, but when you say that, I just need to defend him. Yeah. Those first eight picks, I really only think two of them were on him. Yeah. One of them was a throw to you that was like a stupid rookie throw. Yeah. But I think only two of the eight were really on him. Yeah. But okay. Anyway, a turnover is a turnover, so... Um, But, you know, he became confident himself, and he kind of took hold of the offense and... uh, you know, he did what he needed to do. Personality-wise, Trevor Lawrence is a guy that I've watched very closely just mm-hmm. gain a ton of confidence yeah. this season. And when I'm on the sideline, with, I was on the sideline with him two weeks ago yep. versus, like, go back to when they beat the Raiders, which I think was week 10, to mm-hmm. go back to, like, week four versus mm-hmm. the Eagles. He's a completely different person right now. Yeah. Are there ways that Kenny is very different? Like, is he more vocal? Is he yeah. more uh, likely to... Yeah, I think when we started winning games, he felt more comfortable to be that voice of leadership. And, um, you know, obviously it's as a rookie it's hard to kind of say things because you have older guys on the team that, you know, like he had Mitch, for example. Like Mitch was the guy, and he felt uncomfortable trying to do his own things when he was in there. Um, but, you know, once he became the guy and became more comfortable in that role, um, he was able to do things that um, he didn't want to before, was nervous to do before, and uh, – you know, those things end up working out for him. You ever do anything with Kenny off the field? Yeah, we go out and have drinks and go to dinner. And, you know, me. You ever me. go fishing with him? No, nah, I don't fish. You, ever, I, I went, you, you went fishing with him. Right? I went fishing with him. He didn't catch a damn thing. <laughs> How about golf? You ever play golf with him? No, nah, I don't golf. You don't golf at all? Nah, I'm not too good. Tennis? Pickleball? Pickleball. You do play pickleball? I love pickleball. You play pickleball? Okay, I played for the very first time two weeks ago. I, like I'm done. Yes, I was good. What do you mean? Were you good? Of course oh, I was right. good. Well, have to play my husband more. is here. You can ask him. I is he loved defend it. You? I bet he's gonna. No, say my husband good. goes out of his way to knock me down on a regular basis. But As he has should. to tell the truth. Like if I'm good at tennis, I'm good at tennis. It's just factual. Maybe if he's, I was maybe good he is telling the truth. If you weren't good at pickleball, he's gonna say you weren't good at pickleball. We can ask him. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back after a brief break. We are live at Minio's Pizza House in Allison Park. Pat is going to try Dom's famous arancini, mm-hmm. which, by the way, everybody has loved, except Larry Ogunjobi, who didn't eat them. But everybody else, Alex Highsmith, Jalen Warren, right? I mean, like, nobody has not loved them. Okay, you can text us on the Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line at 412-928-9370. Edgar Snyder and Associates reminds you to text responsibly. We are back at Minio's Pizza in Allison Park where you just housed, where Pat Fryermuth just housed a couple of arancini. <laughs> They're delicious. Delicious. They're fa- I'm telling you, literally every single one of your teammates that has been here has loved them, except for Ogunjobi. <laughs> but he didn't eat them. That's why he didn't. Yeah. I mean, because he you know, was being very conscious of what he put in his body. Everybody else was <laughs> all about it. Yeah, I'm good. It was delicious. You're li- so okay. Do you actually really cook? Yeah. You do. Yeah. I What's mean, your specialty? Chicken. If I came to your house for dinner. Yeah. What would be? What would you make? <laughs> I'd grill like some steak or chicken. In the packaging or out? <laughs> <laughs> out, of, out of the packaging. Out of the packaging. 
whose idea was this, like, let's put a barbecue grill on the side of the Steelers practice field, put ourselves in chef's hats, and never take the hot dogs out of the plastic? It was not mine. I just, like, as you could tell, I just sat there and just kind of let it all unfold. So anybody who missed it, when Zach Gentry's poor Michigan football team, which after last night, like that looked like a Madden score. It wasn't sure, a real I score. I shut off at Before halftime, it was just ridiculous. I mean, it was ridiculous. But anyway, poor Zach's Michigan team loses. And instead of watching the game, you're filming him and yeah. him being disappointed. <laughs> and then you post it for everybody to see how upset he is. Like, is that being a good friend, Pat? Yeah. I mean, if, if Penn State was in the situation, which hopefully they get there someday, um... He would have done the same thing. Yeah, are you sure? I yes. feel like he's a little less cold than you are. Like, that was a little savage, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Was he in a crappy mood all day? <laughs> nah. Nah. Is he talking about whether Jim Harbaugh is going to go to Indy or Denver or somewhere? No, but I keep telling him that he's leaving Michigan. You know what? But he said that Jim Harbaugh gave him some of the best advice in his life, which was to move from quarterback to tight end. Yeah. yeah. He said you'll be in the league if you're a tight end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Zach said that he doesn't throw anymore. Like, he's not even the emergency quarterback. No, he is. He doesn't throw. I mean, like, what, is he going to take reps from Kenny? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just stay after practice. Um, Throw to Deontay. What do you think Deontay meant today? What do you mean? You didn't see Deontay's tweet? (laughs) No. I truthfully, truthfully, I deleted my Twitter after I got out of the game. Oh, you're not on Twitter anymore? No. No, no, I shut it off on the offseason. So I can... Oh, so if I want to say nasty things about you, now is the time to do it. Yeah, I won't see it. But no, what did he say? Deontay said there's some news to come. He said that, you know, he's going to keep his mouth shut for now, but I don't know. He said something about, I'll find it exactly because now I'm not representing it properly. But he essentially said, um, let's see what he said. He said, I can't even read it. Ain't going to say too much, but stay tuned. Oh, it's Deontay being Deontay. Deontay being Deontay. Isn't it great to get to, like, do you ever wish you were that sort of person? Like, that's just Ben being Ben. That's just Deontay being Deontay. That's just. I'd rather just not tweet anything or just say anything. It's just, I don't, I, don't, I truthfully have no idea what it would be about. Maybe, he's, I, from hearing that, maybe he's talking about not going to say much about his preparation for next year, maybe. I don't know. Okay, we're not going to ask you to reveal any private conversations that you have. Yes. But you've clearly had conversations with some leadership on your team mm-hmm. about the direction of the offense and what went mm-hmm. well and what could be better. What does it say about an organization that they care enough that they'll listen to you? Yeah, it means a lot. Um, obviously, um, you know, when you have the trust of the organization, the GM and the, and the head coach to – value the input of the players um it's going to be a a healthy working environment because it's not i mean this is our job and i think people forget about that a lot is you know like when we go into work we deal with the same issues like other people going to work and you know when it's not a healthy work environment um obviously going to work is not fun like after a loss obviously going to work is not fun but uh you know obviously we want to get to the place where we feel comfortable um you know going to games and winning. So, Are you scared to tell Mike Tomlin how you really feel? No, nah, no. Nah. Me and Coach have a good relationship. Are you scared to tell Omar how you really feel? No, nah, we have a good relationship. Are you scared to tell Art Rooney how you really feel? I probably wouldn't. Go <laughs> I, I haven't, I'm not going to lie. I've talked to Art Rooney like, just, hey, how you doing? 
just whenever I see him, but it's not like is that it? Had like a full depth conversation. No. All right. I mean, those are all like useful things. I don't. I think that Mike Tomlin pretends to be a lot scarier than he is. Kind of like James Harrison. I'm not gonna speak on James Harrison because <laughs> he probably kicked my. Uh, he's but. not. He's not that scary, though. Have you met James? Yeah, I met James a couple times. He's a good dude. No, he's a good dude. Does TJ scare you on Sundays? Yeah. <laughs> he scares everyone on Sunday, right? It's just like he. There's like a switch that he puts on that's kind of like. I keep telling everybody this. It's like you get out of his way. There was something that happened this year. I forget what it was, but like someone was gonna say something. I forget what it was. And I was like, no, don't you do that. <laughs> <laughs> on a Sunday? Yeah, on a Sunday. I was, I like, TJ was. on Tuesday is very different than TJ, TJ on Sunday. TJ, it gets, if you want to catch TJ on his best day, it's like Tuesday or Wednesday. But when, right. it gets, when it gets going in the week, when the game's getting closer, it's like, okay. TJ, have a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> what about after the game? After a win? Will you go after talk to him or will you still yeah. stay away, out of his way? No, TJ's great after a win. I mean, everyone's great after a win. After a loss, it's... Nah, I'm good. Who's cranky? Oh. I'm cranky after a loss. Everybody's cranky? Oh, yeah. I, I've learned, because like when college, like if you lose one game, it's like, okay, like you're not going to make the... Like that's the end yeah. of the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was a really bad loser in, in, uh, in college. And I think my rookie year, I was a really bad loser. But like understanding, like we were 9-7 and seven last year, and we still made the playoffs, and we were 9-8 and eight this year, we could have made the playoffs. Jets just won. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah. Poor Joe First Flacco. First of all, how does Joe Flacco lose to Skylar Thompson? Let's talk about that. <laughs> I don't know. I saw Joe Flacco lead a lead a two touchdown comeback in two minutes. Yeah, I was on the well, sideline for that one. Sus, but <laughs> which is why, unfortunately, their defensive coordinator, who's a very nice man originally from Pittsburgh, who is one of Mike Tomlin's great friends, mm-hmm. unfortunately, he really likes Kenny Woods. Pumpkin patch or potato patch fries, which I've never really understood. Do you right. go to Kennywood? Mm-mm. You've never been to Kennywood. Oh, no. now well, everybody's it's an amusement park, right? It is. I don't do amusement parks. Oh, you don't like roller coasters? No, I don't like anything that I can't control. And I'd like to be. I hate the water. I hate One the of your teammates grew up wishing that he could design roller coasters, even no. though his sister was better on roller coasters than he was. Can you guess who? He wanted to be an engineer designing roller coasters. My t- current teammate right now? Uh-huh. Alex Highsmith. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Okay. Joe Woods, very nice guy, yeah, originally from Pittsburgh, loves Kennywood, loves those stupid potato patch fries, which I don't really understand. Just like, sorry, I don't understand Permani Brothers either. I don't either. Okay. <laughs> this is why we're friends. I really don't understand. <laughs> Listen. We're going to get ripped tonight, Pat. I know. <laughs> All the Pittsburgh people are going to be co- I'm not even going to see it on Twitter. They're going to come at me. But you won't see it, so it'll be okay. Exactly. I won't tell you. Can let's talk about... Yeah, Minnesota no, Pizza is the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but let's just talk about P-Man. We have a bar. Piranha Bros is at Penn State, too, and it's like a bar that we go to, so we call it P-Man's. But I don't under, Like, you just put coleslaw and french fries on a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and they think it's a vegetable. It's a, like, yeah, does yeah. that count as a vegetable? What, coleslaw? No, french fries. How's that a vegetable? Oh, it's potatoes? Potatoes not vegetables. <laughs> I don't know. It's the starch. I remember trying to order a salad outside of the Eagle Stadium, and I said, "Just put whatever vegetables you have on they it." And they fries? gave me iceberg lettuce and French fries. Well, first time I came out here, I ordered a salad and I opened it up, and I'm like, "What the hell are French fries doing on it?" <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, so Joe Flacco couldn't take care of business for you. No. But you were scoreboard watching a little bit. All right, let's just do a little bit of around the league. Who else do you like to watch? You like to watch Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Do you watch the tight end position more than anything else? Yeah, every week uh, there's a I get a, high, uh, a video um, like clip of uh, all the tight end catchers of that week, and I watch it on Monday night. Um, okay, so you watch Travis. Who else do you like? Love watching Mark Andrews. Uh, I think he's. We're, I think we're similar. I told you that, didn't I? Tell yeah. you that your rookie year yeah. that there was a GM who told me that that yeah. you were. Yeah, that was early on, I think. Yeah, that was like one of the first conversations we ever had. I yeah. was like told that you were just like Mark Andrews, but a little bit smaller. Yeah. Only he's really big. Like, I think you're yeah. a lot smaller. No, I, I went to go dab him up the first time I met him. I was like, damn, this dude's huge. Yeah. Um, no, but we're, I think we're similar. Uh, I think he, he's, he's, I think he's up there top. Like, I think he's, I, me personally, I think it was Travis, then him. Uh, no, okay. And uh, obviously Kittle. Um, and I like watching TJ Hawkins a lot, too. I think he's really good. Um, you know Even though he almost ran me over. Now that yeah, you know that. Yeah. Can't, I don't know yeah. if that really. Can't like him anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't actually run me over because of my cat-like reflexes. So, <laughs> you know, it's a good thing I'm so athletic. Yeah. And you haven't even seen me on a pickleball court yet. Um, okay. So, who's a defensive player that you hate facing? Like, who's the guy who rears up to tackle you and you're just like, ugh. Max Crosby? He's the best player I've ever met in my whole entire life. Really? Yeah, and there's some clip of Twitter going around talking about how he blew me up. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see those people hating on it. That you go and block Max Crosby. He is so fast. Like, I've never, like, oh, my God. He's also a great guy. Great dude. And, like, and works his tail uh, off in every way. That's the thing. Like, he reminds me so much of TJ, but he's just bigger than TJ. Yeah. Is that, like, they don't have, like, they're, they don't have an off switch. So, like, yeah. it could be, like, a first down and 10, and it's like, okay, like, he's a pass rushing at the end. Like, why is he rushing? Like, why is he stopping the run so hard? But, like, he doesn't stop. That's a team I feel bad for. Him, Derek Carr, who's yeah. obviously not going to be there anymore, just pouring yeah. every single thing they can yeah. into a club. And yeah. yeah. This is where they are. I do feel bad for This is a tough business. I don't, I don't, I don't follow the Raiders a lot, but I, I don't. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. 